Greetings in the name of Jesus. This is Rob Hames. This program is called 15 Minutes with Jesus. This will be part two of the preeminence. Isaiah 9 verse 6. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace there shall be no end. Upon the throne of David and upon his kingdom, to order it and to establish it with judgment and with justice from henceforth even forever. If you look in verse 6, the government shall be upon his shoulder. The government is upon Jesus' shoulder. He can bear it. And he's given us abilities, differing abilities. Different people have different abilities, different gifts. And we are able to bear whatever he's given us to bear. We cannot bear more than that. When we seek to do that, we bring about destruction upon ourselves and upon others. Zechariah 6, verse 12. And speak unto him, saying, Thus speaketh the Lord of hosts, saying, Behold the man whose name is the branch, and he shall grow up out of his place, and he shall build the temple of the Lord. Even he shall build the temple of the Lord, and he shall bear the glory, and shall sit and rule upon his throne. And he shall be a priest upon his throne, and the counsel of peace shall be between them both. Jesus will bear the glory. If we seek honor, if we seek a position that the Lord has not given us, he has not given us the strength or the ability to bear that glory, and we will fall. As I said earlier, many men have done this and fallen into witchcraft to try to rule and control and dominate the church, dominate people, for whatever purpose, but they end up falling. It's pride. It's pride in a heart of any person to think that they are something that they are not. But if we will humble ourselves, the Lord will grant us grace and he will lead us to fulfill his calling in our life and we will be honored as we remain faithful in that calling. Galatians 6, verse 3. For if a man think himself to be something when he is nothing, he deceiveth himself. But let every man prove his own work. Then shall he have rejoicing in himself alone and not in another. For every man shall bear his own burden. That's what happens to many people. They think themselves to be something that they are not, and they deceive themselves, and they end up in a burden that they are not able to bear. So what is the answer? Humble yourself in the sight of the Lord, and he will lift you up. Humble yourself, and he will exalt you in due time. He will be glorified. I want to share some personal testimony so that you can understand that this is not something we're talking about, just talking out of our heads or even talking out of the scriptures. This is something that we have been through personally. Both my wife and I and many of our friends have been through this. I was in a church for over 20 years. When it started out, there were many good things happening. And many of us were hopeful that this would be a real church, a true scriptural church. We were hoping for that. There were many times when the Holy Spirit manifested with the gifts of the Spirit. 
There were many wonderful worship services where God was present and even miracles happened. Many things happened. So it's not a simple thing. It's never a simple thing. You have in any given ministry, there are good things that happen because of faith and love that is in the hearts of the people and even in the leaders. And there are many leaders that start out loving the Lord and wanting to serve the Lord and wanting to minister to people. But some men and some women get caught up, as I said earlier, in seeking after glory, seeking after the honor of men. They get lifted up in pride. They begin to think that there's something that they're not. They begin to go after things that they should not. They begin to go after things that are not theirs. The preeminence belongs to Jesus. He is the head. We are the body. The way that a church should be run is plainly explained in the scriptures. All the different administrations, governments, are all written out clearly in the Bible. And it's clearly written that we should be subject one to another. Never do you see a situation in a true church where you have a dominating ruler controlling the people through fear. But we had that. We went through that. The man that was running this ministry was a very strong man in the flesh, and he ruled the church with a strong arm. He taught us to fear him. And as I said in the beginning, there were many good things that happened. I'm thankful for this man. I'm thankful for the good things that happened in my life while I was going to that church. But there was error being taught. There were things that were going on. There was sin in the body of Christ. There was sin in, in the leadership. And it was being covered up and it was being justified. And there were many things going on, which I don't need to go into detail. What people don't understand when you tell them about this is how could you possibly believe such things? How could you possibly allow yourself to be dominated like that and controlled like that? And what they don't understand is it's a, it's a process. False prophets teach the word of God. They teach the truth. You know, Jesus talked about wolves in sheep's clothing. Well, the sheep's clothing is the word of God. I learned this by experience. They speak the word of God. They use the word of God. They teach the truth for a long time. That's all they teach. And you look in the scriptures and you see that what they're teaching is scriptural and you your heart is won over to that man. The mistake that we make is we begin to look to a man. We begin to trust in a man. And our trust should never be in a man. It should always be in the Lord Jesus Christ, in him alone. He alone gets the glory. He alone is worshipped. The scriptural way to be exalted is for a person, any person, to humble themselves, and God will exalt them according to his will and purpose for their life. But even as the Apostle Peter preached after the lame man was healed at the beautiful gate of the temple through Peter and John, and the people came and they were looking at Peter and John like they were some great men. And Peter looked at him and he said, why do you look at us as though we were something? And he gave all the glory to Jesus. He said, you men of Israel, why marvel you at this? Or why you look you so earnestly on us? as though by our own power or holiness we had made this man to walk. The God of Abraham and of Isaac and of Jacob, the God of our fathers, hath glorified his son Jesus, 
whom you delivered up and denied him in the presence of Pilate when he was determined to let him go. But you denied the Holy One and the just and desired a murderer to be granted unto you and killed the Prince of Life, whom God hath raised from the dead, whereof we are witnesses. And his name, through faith in his name, hath made this man strong, whom you see and know. Yea, the faith which is by him hath given him this perfect soundness in the presence of you all. So we see that Peter refused to accept glory of men, and he gave all glory to Jesus. And of course it was Jesus and the power of the Holy Ghost that healed that man. This is how it works in the body of Christ. Whatever we do, we give God glory. We cannot do anything of ourselves, as Jesus said. Without me, you can do nothing. So we give all glory and honor to the Father and to Jesus Christ. And then everything will work. As we humble ourselves and glorify him, we will find our place in the plan of God, in the body of Christ, and we'll be able to function as a healthy nose or a healthy foot or a healthy hand, but we will never seek to be the head. Jesus is the head. And as we cling to him, we will glorify him. We will glorify the Father. We will have unity, and the whole world will know that we are Christians. We will have love, the love of God being shed abroad in our hearts one for another. Getting back to my experience, those things were all disrupted because of the corruption, because of the sin, and because of the desire of the leader to have honor that was not that did not belong to him. I actually heard him say one time that the whole earth would be filled with the glory of God through him. So it was over a period of time we were brought into bondage. And it's also we are responsible for the condition of our hearts that we ate the fruit of lies, that we received those lies. And this thing is going on all over the world right now. There are many false prophets. There are many lies being taught in the name of Jesus that are not true, and they bring, they're called damnable heresies. When people receive those lies, it, it's established in their hearts, and they cannot see the truth, and they will be damned if they don't repent. The Bible says that we must receive the love of the truth. We must receive the love of the truth. The Word of God is the truth. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. So I want to talk about how I was delivered from that bondage that I described earlier. Oh, yeah. It was through the truth. When I first went to that ministry, I was seeking spiritual help. The Lord sent me there. He told me to go there. When he sent me there, he told me to go there and stay there until he told me to leave. And I was there over 20 years, and towards the end, I wanted to leave. I was offended at my pastor for some things that he did and said, and I wanted to leave, but the Lord would not allow me to leave, and he started to walk me through a process. First of all, I began to search the scriptures and compare what was written with what this man had been teaching, and I found some great disparities. I found there were great differences between what was written in the scriptures and what I had been taught. You know, Jesus said to the Sadducees that came to him, and he said, You do greatly err, not knowing the scriptures nor the power of God. And that is a problem throughout the body of Christ. That's how we err. 
because we don't know the scriptures and we don't know the power of God. And also, we don't fear him. That's a huge problem. The Lord began to lead me in the scriptures, especially in the first epistle of John. You know, John said in that epistle, these things I've written unto you concerning them that seduce you. So the way these people operate, they use seducing, they operate seducing spirits, and they speak the word of God, but they speak it out of context and in error, and they justify lies. So through reading the word of God, I began to see things and understand things. But first of all, the Lord led me to repent. He led me to forgive my pastor for the things that I was offended at. He led me to forgive him from the heart. And he led me to repent to God for my own sins and the things that I'd done wrong. And he led me to repent to my family face to face for the trouble that I caused them. And he led me in the word of God, as I said. And one day, I was able to judge what was going on in that ministry through the word of God. And it was the next day that the Lord told me to stay home. And shortly thereafter, I made a commitment between myself and God. I said, I'm only going to believe what your word says. I'm going to believe what is written above what any man speaks either my pastor or any other man. And that is how the Lord led me out of that bondage. And ever since then, I've been able to see and understand the Word of God clearly. I want to encourage any one of you that's been listening to these messages, if you feel like you are in this kind of a situation and you don't know what to do, the Bible says, call on the name of the Lord. Whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord, shall be delivered. And God will do it. He's faithful. He loves you. If you want to really know Jesus and really follow Jesus, just cry out to him. Tell him so. Call upon him. In the time of trouble, he's a very present help in the time of trouble. No matter what your situation is, call upon him. He will help you. He loves you. He's already given his own self for you on the cross at Calvary. He took care of everything, and he will deliver you by his power and by his word. Your name.